the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Get in the Rob Black chat room live now. Go to talk910.com. Go to the Rob Black page and click play. Let's go to Janet, 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. Janet. Hey, Rob. Um, I listen to you all the time. Appreciate all your advice. I invested um, many of your suggestions with my counselors. Good. So I made a little bit of money. Great. And I appreciate it. And like myself and yourself, you don't need a Christmas present. You don't need a Kindle. You can buy that for yourself. Why don't we give money to charities in our friends' names, like dog charities? I know you like dog charities. Mer and Humane. Um, that's a, a great example, Janet, and I'm, I'm glad you get what I'm trying to do, and I'm glad you get the sarcasm of the show. Um, anyway, what other questions do you have? Oh, well, um, I bought Jaron, and I'm about flat there. And I was wondering, buy, sell, hold. It's only 1,000 shares, so it's not like it's, you know, any significant part of my investment, but it's just not doing anything. Yeah, you know, it's uh, what your thoughts were. I think stem cell research is going to continue to grow in the United States, and they're a player in stem cell research. Unfortunately, they don't have profits, which makes it problematic to own. So, in your portfolio, Janet, you're allowed to have 20 stocks, let's say, for instance, of one which can be a total dog, a loser, a company who's not making money. And it's it's your Barry Bond, so to speak. It's the stock that will hit a home run or it will strike out. Um, there's no other way of analyzing Geron because it's all about their scientists and it's all about phase three clinical trials on how close are they to getting product out there that could actually sell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a dog with fleas until we as a nation, you know, take human embryonic stem cells and, and, and embrace the company's lead product is a therapy called GRNOPC1. It's for spinal cord injuries. It's been approved into the world's first human clinical trials um, until the FDA put a hold on the trials, but it's getting that open back up again. It's you know got an anti-cancer drug. It's a company that has very little sales, and they're losing tons of money. So it, it makes no sense other than it's a great story. And slowly but surely, we will have electric cars in the United States, and slowly but surely... We will embrace um, stem cell research. Well, like you had suggested, or you know, sign of the times, I pretty much put my money where my spending is. Since I have lost my job, I have changed my spending habits. I invested in Target okay. and Coca-Cola and um, uh, Costco. <laughs> gotcha. Places where I 
you know, that's where I shop now. How old are you, Janet? I'm one of those old people you don't like. I'm almost sixty. I don't I don't dislike old people. So And I have really, really cheap taxes too. Don't you hate me now? I, I doubly hate you, so your uh, prop thirteen is really low, right? Yeah, I bought a piece of crap house in a terrible neighborhood and rebuilt the place and Good. That's where I am for the past 25 years. If you ever confuse my hate for being real, you, you don't get what I do. Um, <laughs> I understand. And, and for the record, instead of giving money to like a humane society, even giving some time and or even going and giving blood or platelets, things that our yep. society needs. I give platelets once every six months, and it's an, it's just grotesque. You have to sit there for an hour plus when you give platelets. They take blood from one arm, and they pump it back into the other uh-huh. one, and they... Filter out the platelets. We need platelets a lot more than we need blood. So anyway, thanks for the call, Janet. Thanks. Bye. And uh, even like if you go to a, a humane society, you can pet cats. They have cat petting classes so that when a little boy, a little Jimmy goes in and he sees the cat, and if the cat scratches him, then the cat gets locked up for a whole nother month. So there's good things we could do that don't cost money. Let's go to Howard in San Jose. Howard? Uh, how you doing, Rob? Good. Um... I am uh, one of the older guys, but uh, I have a question on uh, two companies that my family members are uh, working at. I'm not interested in investing in them. I just wanted your take on their future. Give me one. uh, Right. One is a national semiconductor. NSM. They used to, back in the 1990s, this company could do no wrong because we were thinking about putting semiconductors into basically everything. You know, semiconductors into soda machines. So the soda machine would talk and the soda machine would call back to the home office and say, you know, I need a refill. We were talking about just crazy stuff in that day and age. So National Semi really benefited from speculation on adoption trends as well as they were a dominant player. As far as the company, the PE is very high right now. Um, they've had a, a rocky execution of the recession, it's fair to say. Um, thanks for the call. The stock's sitting at a 52-week high. It's an international reputation for semiconductors. So they should change their name to International Semiconductor instead of Semiconductor. They have a pioneering chip maker uh, for integrated circuits. It's the best way of saying it. They do analog and mixed signal. Um, so there's chips basically... Not just number crunchers, but they can sense light. They can hear sound. They can grasp pressure. They can do radio waves. They're a little bit different and a little bit off the beaten path. Let's take a look at some of the valuations as far as where it's going. But I'm going to look at it on price to sales ratio first and foremost. It's trading about 2.78 times price to sales ratio. Uh, Ford PE, it does not look expensive. It looks kind of market neutral, to be quite honest with you. Now, their price to sales ratio, it's the price of the company's stock what it's worth versus the dollars in sales that they do. It's a a way of measuring one semiconductor company versus another semiconductor company. For instance, Intel's got a 3.4 price-to-sales ratio. A good price-to-sales ratio for semiconductors is 2 to 3. So it's in a bit of a value territory, but their margins aren't as good as Intel's. So you probably want to do a little bit more work on the company before you give it a clean bill of health. Um, Let's see. Um, I'm looking at the recent results, numerous signs, uh, upside relative to published expectations. I got a backdrop of overly lean supply chain inventories. Um, when we went into this recession, we knew we were going to go in this recession. So chip companies didn't make as many chips as they, they wanted to. They made less so that they didn't have inventory that they'd have to eat later. It's a good company. I'd work for them for sure. I could find better chip companies to invest in, but I would 
absolutely positively 100% work with them. Um, and they're one of the suppliers to Apple, for instance. So worthy of noting, worthy of bringing it up. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, I've got an email from someone, from Judy. <laughs> she goes, if you want to get phone calls, stop alienating your audience. I know you think you're hip and young and yada, 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 but you don't know your audience. Who do you think is listening to the radio in the morning? Not young professionals, not college students, just us old folks who you mock. Degrade and tell us straight out you don't want us to listen. You're pretty negative about most things you talk about. Your rant about your mission statement shows that you're a baby. Um, even my son who went to college knows that for a business, uh, a business needs a mission statement. First and foremost, Judy, I ran a company up to a billion dollars in sales, and I can tell you mission statements are overrated. In this day and age, you have to be dynamic and you have to change with the times. So having a mission statement in radio is not the same thing as having a mission statement in business. And honestly, I think you're an old person who wears diapers, who craps your pants, who doesn't know much. On top of it, what you went out of your way to say would be, um, as to why I listen, I love this part, I've always liked people and things that are a little weird. You fit the bill. I don't really think I would take your advice, but you're funny to listen to. Not laugh out loud, funny like Armstrong and Getty or Dennis Miller, who I love. You, Judy, can go to Whore Island. You are a whore who has skanky, skanky written all over her. I don't want you to listen. If there's anything more I could do to offend you, I will. And I know you listen because you want investment advice. There's no other reason to listen unless you're in a wheelchair, in a diaper, crapping yourself at this point in time. It's people. Soylent Green is made out of people. So I got an email from Joel. Joel says I'm 26. Huh, Judy, I wonder what that is. Someone who's 60 years old and doesn't listen because I'm 26 years old. I opened a Roth IRA when I was 23 with my uh, life insurance agent. Guy did a fancy suit. He had a presentation. Basically, uh, he, he hosed me. I got into it uh, with my contributions. It's split between Growth Fund of America and Euro Pacific Growth Fund. I have a whole life policy with adjustable term protection and Northwestern Mutual. What I wanted to ask you is if I'm in the right direction on what I have, or if I should change something, I put $2,000 into this product and uh, 150 for the insurance. I would cancel the, um, the whole life insurance. You're 26 years old. Statistics say you're not going to die until you're 86 years old. Some people 76, some people 80. So, well, actually you're going to die at 77. If you were born today, 77, but Kids born today, they're looking at 80, 82, 83, 84. So statistics say you're not going to die for another six years. So cancel your whole life insurance policy. If you have a high income, get term life for the next 20 years and invest the rest. It'll be cheaper than your whole life. You'll save a lot more. On top of that, with your, your Roth IRA that you got set up with an insurance company, call Fidelity and roll it over to a Fidelity-run uh, product. You don't want life insurance people giving you investment advice. You don't want life insurance people putting you in insurance products that act like investments. It's confusing the two. It would be like me saying, why don't you buy a chicken that's also a television? You'd be like, well, I eat chickens and I watch television. Why am I buying both, That one that does both? Exactly. It makes total sense. Let your investments be investments. Get low-cost products for investments. And let your insurance do insurance. Protect you against the worst-case scenario in the next 20 years. Not the next 60 years. When you're 86 years old and you have a whole life policy, you'll go, what the hell was I thinking? How much money did I throw down the toilet on this one? 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Judy, please do me the favor and never, ever, ever email me again. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. 
You're listening to Rob Black. 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. 800 345 Get your calls on the air. It's 800 Get your calls on the air. Boeing said today that they're going to try to get their test flight up as early as next week for their 787 Dreamliner. Once the jet takes off from the factory in Everett, Washington, the company faces another big test, though. The moment the Dreamliner is airborne through roughly the next 12 months. It's going to be a race against the clock to test the new aircraft in high altitude, sub-zero temperatures, desert heat, emergency scenarios. Even a small slip would further delay the Dreamliner. So short term, you may be able to see Boeing as a trade, BA, because they're going to do a test flight with it as early as next week. If that goes well, the stock should likely move because this is a, a plane that we've been waiting for for three to four years, and they've been taking orders on it for two to three years, and people are starting to get a little pissed at them. Let's go to Ryan in San Jose. Ryan? Hey, Rob, what's up? Um, I love your show. You're the man. Uh, basically, I have some questions about some Fidelity mutual funds you mentioned. Um, one is the Asia minus Japan fund. I actually own that one, and I was wondering how long of an investment do you see with that one? And then there's another one, the Fidelity balanced fund. I want to know what you think about that. And they hope Visa, Google, Apple, and some other ones. I don't have the symbol, though, unfortunately. I think both of those funds could be held for a long time as far as accumulating assets, Ryan. They're very low-cost fees, and they're going to give you appropriate market performance to the markets that you're exposing your money to. Fidelity Southeast Asia is a good fund, and it excludes Japan. Um, And the returns have been pretty good, all things considered. Now, again, they're off of their December 2007 highs, but if you bought in 04 and 05 and 06 and 07, except for the height, and then 08 and then 09, you've made money. So... Seven out of those eight years, you've done pretty well. Is it, uh, is it the best of the best? It's pretty close. Um, Fidelity Asia, excluding Japan, it owns you know China Construction Bank and Hyundai Mobile and Kingboard Chemicals and Bank of China and Taiwan Fertilizer. It's fairly diversified. I like the name. Um, I like the holding. I like the accumulation. Now, as you get older, Ryan, how old are you? I am 29. Um, keep buying this one for 15 years or keep buying it for every year and call me every year and, and get my second opinion on it. But I think if you keep buying it, you're going to average into it. You can get great exposure to a, a market of uh, middle class, uh, lower income becoming middle class. I think it's better exposure in the United States. I think it diversifies your portfolio. It deals in non-dollar dominated investments, which is fine. And you're buying it in a dollar denomination, which is fine. Um I like it. Um, I think it can be 5, 10, 15, all the way up to 30% of your portfolio. I'd prefer you get two or three Asian funds to get your Asia exposure. But I think the Asia story still has a long way to go. Um, And I think this is a nice fund. I'd look at the Matthews families of funds as well. As far as the balanced fund goes, um, I think this is another good fund. And Fidelity, uh, it sounds like I'm brown-nosing them a little bit. Yes, they're going to underperform. They're not going to underperform, excuse me. They're going to get hit when the market gets hit. There's no doubt about it. Because when a lot of people run for the doors, they're going to run for the doors. But as a 29-year-old, Ryan, you are buying great assets at cheap prices. I love Visa. 
And you can go out and buy Visa if you want to, or this fund can do it for you. Um, they also own Fannie Mae's. They own 5.5% yields on Fannie Mae's. They own J.P. Morgan Chase, good name. They own some treasury notes in there as well, Microsoft, Wells Fargo, General Electric. I don't think this one is as much of a growth story as uh, Asia, but I think it's a good story, and I don't think it's going to get you into a lot of trouble. And there's a little bit of a dividend yield along the way. I think you've picked two good names. I'd, I'd, I'd go out and look for more, uh, maybe some value plays, maybe some small cap plays, um, maybe some things that you know you don't have to accumulate. But Ryan, you're 29 years old. If you invest in your 401k every two weeks in these types of names, you're going to come out so far ahead of your friends and family. Um, you're going to be wealthy in retirement. Now, again, when you're 35, you may not be wealthy. When the market cracks, when you're 28, you'll, you'll go, oh, God, why did I ever do that? Um, is this through a 401k, Ryan? Um, I have a fully funded 401k. This is just a separate account that I'm doing on my own at Fidelity. I think you're doing great. So I, I, I would say with these, you want to give them five years. So if this money, Ryan, becomes boat money or becomes vacation money, I want you to shift the investment angle because nothing in the world of investment should be under five years unless you're thinking like Fidelity, Ginny Mays or, you know, a low, low price uh, value in index, low priced income fund, low priced value income fund, something along those lines. Um, I could make a case for for three years, but if this is going to turn into Tahoe house money, um, I'd pull it into something a little bit safer, but I love these names for accumulation for the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, Ryan. All right. And you say I call you every year. Does that mean you're going to be uh, on the radio for years to come? I don't know. Um, I really don't. Radio is fickle. Um, <laughs> TV's even more fickle. I got to meet with my TV bosses on Thursday and you know what? It's just TV's not as fun as radio is. And my, my goal, Ryan, is at some point in time, I will start an internet show. Um, I would like to do it with radio and I'd like to make it an iPhone application. I'd like to stream into your TV. Um, but I don't have time right now. As long as I'm doing both radio and television, I do consulting as well. Um, that, that threesome just kills my time, so to speak. So if I were to lose TV, I would be a very, very happy man because it would give me time to focus on other projects. All right. Thanks a lot, Rob. I'll be around, Ryan, to answer your question. Thanks for the call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. This is a stock that I want to talk about, and I, I, I have enough time. I'm going to have to do it kind of quickly. It's a company called American Mobile. It's not American Mobile. It's American Mobile. Ticker symbol is AMX. And again, this plays into, well, we know who Sprint is, and we know who AT&T is. We certainly know who Verizon is. I think American Mobile can move a little bit higher. There was a really good article this weekend's Barron's about it. Um, they continue to add significantly to their subscriber base. They recently inked a deal with Walmart to roll out their straight talk prepaid phone plan nationwide. The company has signed up 712,000 subscribers through its subsidiary called TrackPhone. Um, the second highest increase behind Brazil. It's number two market. They see TrackPhone subscribers doubling within the next five years. Uh, American Mobile's profits rising about 4% this year. So it's not sexy. It's a lot of value. It's owned by Mexican, Mexican billionaire. Um, and that's interesting to note. Uh, Carlos Slim Hulu, who happens to own basically any major business in Mexico. Um, other risk would in, be increased competition with Telefonica, ticker symbol TEF. So I think you can own an international phone company, and this isn't the worst one. Ticker symbol is AMX. It gives you great um, exposure into South America, um, into Latin America, great exposure. Um, it gives you a diversified eco economic play because it's not based in dollars. 
from the Rio Grande to Tierra del Fuego, American Mobile offers phone services from the wires. Mobile network operator is Latin America's top cell phone maker, a uh, cell phone seller with 180 million subscribers in 18 different countries. So it is a weird play on Brazil. It is a weird play on you know the Caribbean. Um, I don't think it's ideal, but I think you compare it to AMX, you would compare it to TEF. And I think at some point in time, you can compare him to Verizon and AT&T. So now you can start seeing what is paid per subscriber, what is paid per, um, you know, uh, per sale. You know, I talked about price to sales ratios today. I'm teaching you lessons. I may make it a little more entertaining than I used to, but it's not as dry, boring economic stock talk. I mean, my stock talk days, fantastic. But we had a lot of 25-year-old and 35-year-olds fuel in stock talk with stock questions and I'm not going to sit here and talk for two hours about pure stocks. Just not going to do it. In fact, coming up, I'm going to talk a little Edgar Allan Poe. Plus, I'm going to talk about one of the major internet retailers thinking about going out and opening up a real store. Good idea, bad idea. It worked for Apple. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Four hundred and two Americans were killed in Pearl Harbor. It was one of those great classic moments in history where, whoops, they didn't know what they were doing. Japan was trying to prevent the United States. It was preventative action from, you know, potentially getting their Pacific fleet out and influencing the war on the Empire of Japan that they were planning in Southeast Asia against Britain and the Netherlands. Japan messed up. They pissed us off and that made us angry. They killed 2,400 of our men. They wounded 1,200 plus. They took down, I think, two, what was it? Two destroyers? Three destroyers, three cruisers, one mine lair. They did some damage. They did some good work. But it got us mad. It got us pissed off. It got us to a call of action. I think the recent market correction that we had, very similar. I'm not going to say it's the December 7th Pearl Harbor, but I think it was actually Warren Buffett who referred to this is a lot like Pearl Harbor. It was a Great opportunity to become catalyzed. It was a great opportunity to step up and say, here's what I believe in. Hopefully you're an investor. Now, Poe, Edgar Allan Poe, a rare copy of Edgar Allan Poe's first book, sold for $662,000. It smashed the previous record price for American literature. A book is an asset. I know. Stocks are assets. Bonds are assets. Real estates are assets. Then you start getting into what I would refer to as alternative assets. Stamps, coins, commodities, art. Now, what's nice about Edgar Allan Poe? He's dead. He's not going to write more books. This book will always be his first book. He's got none other coming out. No more sequels. The copy of Tamerlane and other poems... People expected it to go for about 500000 It went for 662000 The previous record was held for a copy of the same exact book that was sold 20 years ago for 250000 So he's the dominant American asset book collection of all time. The 40-page collection of poems was published in 18, 18, 1827. 
Did you know Edgar Allan Poe married his 12-year-old cousin? <laughs> Love America back then. Slap on a Merkin and it's okay. He fa- his father abandoned him. And then his father died. His mom went insane. His brother died. His sister went insane. When he was three, he was adopted by a guy named John Allen. A couple years later, John Allen disowned him. In high school, he did drugs, he drank, and he gambled. Now, in high school, my mother would always say to me, you can't drink, you can't do drugs, and you can't gamble until you finish your vegetables. Married his 13-year-old cousin, Virginia, when he was 26 years old. His father, his foster father, John Allen, he dealt in, how shall we say, slave trade. How's that for a source of moral conflict? His, I think his writings, Hop Frog, one of the best in the world. One of the best stories ever written. If you haven't read through Edgar Allan Poe's short stories, do yourself a favor. Telltale Heart, it will change your life for the better. So, tip of the hat to Edgar Allan Poe. Now, here's something that I could say about this. Collectibles are very, very tough to collect in this day and age because we now know they're collectibles. Back then, people didn't realize that he was going to be Edgar Allan Poe. The best way to collect art, in my opinion, is people who have died in the last 30 to 40 years. Because art's still slightly affordable, and there's a chance that it catches on down the road. Now, again, I piss off a lot of people who are local artists when I say buy dead art, not living art. Buy living art to support the arts. Buy dead art for people who, uh, for investment purposes. For instance... Ten years ago, I was buying real prints of a guy named Josh Agle. His name's Shag. And I was like, this is collectible. This is, And I learned a lesson. It's not all that collectible because the guy still makes art. He still comes out with a collection once, twice a year. And it pisses me off. The more art he makes, the more people have it in their hands. Pisses me off. You see where I'm going with that? Okay. 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 Someone on the live blog said, Rob, Hemingway and Mark Twain are the up-and-comers. Go to hell, Mary. I hate you. I hate you. Stop posting on the live blog. Don't contradict the host. The host is always right. I am the Lord Quizmaster. I'm like Alex Trebek. You don't question me. <laughs> That's some big retailers. They're balking at some federal proposals. I don't know how I feel about this. The Federal Reserve is trying to force retailers to gather more financial information from their customers. Have you ever been to Macy's or Saks or Best Buy? And they're like, do you want to open up a Best Buy credit card and you can get 10% off your purchase today? And you literally put like a drop of blood on the contract and they give you a credit card. It's ludicrous. Now that would endanger at least some popular cash register pitches. You know, 15% off today's purchase. So what they're going to try to do is force retailers to gather more information. Maybe a pay stub or a tax document. Instead of just your signature that says you earned this, how about a little bit of proof? Now, the big boys like Macy says, no way, because people don't bring that stuff to the store with them. We have to trust them. I think I side with the Federal Reserve on this one. I think we need a little bit more proof before we give out credit cards. Like the fact that we give credit cards out to college students. I think it's insanity. They're working 40 to 60 hours a week on their grades. Maybe they're working at the mess hall cafeteria for, you know, below minimum wage because 
schools are allowed to pay below minimum wage. That's not something you put a credit card in their hands for. British billionaire Richard Branson, and there's a fantastic photo of Richard Branson out on the web where he's got a hot supermodel on his back as he's uh, windsurfing. <clears throat> I don't know. If I could have a hot supermodel on my back while I'm windsurfing, parasailing or whatever he's doing, I don't know. I, I guess I'd be all that in a bucket of chicken. So anyway, Richard Branson, British billionaire, he's unveiling a craft a day that will carry you or me into space for $200,000. It's the Galactic Spaceship 2. It's going to make its debut on the moon-like landscape of the Mojave Desert in Los Angeles, or just outside of Los Angeles, in between Las Vegas. Spaceship 2. It's going to carry six passengers and two pilots. It's scheduled to begin test flights next year, commercial flights in 2011-2012. Virgin Galactic says the 300 people from around the world have paid a total of $40 million in deposits. 300 people have paid $200,000 to go into space. Now, space tourism, it's new. It's exclusive, but down the road, you know, you and I will pay a hefty fee for a two and a half hour flight about 60 miles above Earth. Would I pay $20,000 for two and a half hours? Not unless her name is Giselle Bunchen. Okay, improved tarp forecast. Here's another story in the news today. And again, it just makes you go, hmm. It now looks like we're going to get more of our assets back that we gave. Remember the government gave about $700 billion in bailouts. It looks like losses are going to be about $200 billion less than expected. And guess who wants to spend that money? Our government. They say, well, these, these institutions are going to repay 175 to $370 billion. So now let's go out and spend that money. Seriously. They're like drunk sailors. Politicians can't get money fast enough to spend. Amazon.com. They came out today. And they said, we have no plans to open a physical store. At one point in time, Microsoft said, we have no plans to open a store to rival Apple's. Apple is the most successful store in the nation in retail square uh, footage space, dollars per square foot. So Amazon's out there today saying, we're not going to open up a real store. They have no plans to open a physical store after the Sunday Times reported a group was looking into cash, to cash in on the rising customer demand for so-called click and collect services. Now, the Sunday Times out of the UK, they cited property landlords and a source familiar with proposals that would save consumers from having to wait in line for home deliveries. Okay. If Amazon were to do this, as long as they stick in the big cities where they're going to get lots of foot traffic, I got no problem with it. But what they're going to have to do is try to keep the store minimal so that you can go there and pick up your, your hamster. Big gift of the year this year is hamsters with uh, batteries in them. So, will they do it? Won't they do it? Don't know. Ooh, phone number. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I'm burning through all my content now, which is great to do. So, uh, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. You know them. They're the same company now. They upgraded three credit card companies today. That got my attention. Why did they do it? We know consumer credit is getting worse, that people are going to you know, default on it, right? Why do you think Bank of America Merrill Lynch would upgrade three credit card companies today as publicly traded investments? They upgraded American Express, Capital One, and Discover Financial Services. You could actually own American Express, which I think is one of those stocks you could own until the day you die. The upgrades reflect the improving economic landscape. Okay, that's kind of interesting. 
So Bank of America Maryland said, quote, we think Friday's release of falling unemployment rate and better than expected payrolls could serve as a fundamental inflection point that we've been waiting for. They added words of caution, stating we remain firmly in the camp that this will be a slow recovery for consumers and employment. So we suspect there will be heightened share price volatility. So they're covering their ASS. They're covering their butt. They're saying we like these names because a year, two, three, four, five years from now, we don't think unemployment's going to be at 10.5%. We think it's going to be going lower. In fact, we just saw the first real evidence of that on Friday. They're teaching you a very, very valuable business lesson. You put your money where your mouth is before. Remember earlier in the show where the guy calls in and goes, yeah, the market, I sold in March at the low and I'm waiting for it to go back down. What should I do? You don't play in the now. You play in the future. It's, it's, again, Wayne Gretzky taught us this investment lesson. He said, don't go to the puck. Go to where the puck is going. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Tomorrow, I'll be at least 14.7% nicer. I got nuggets nice coming out of my butt that I plan to translate into a nicer show tomorrow. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Email me, Rob, at robblack.com. I'm Rob Black. Who's that lounging? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.